Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Spirited Cooper. <laughs> oh, God. You said it was going to be good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't think about it. I thought about it. I was gonna. I couldn't do Santa Claus Cooper because that's not... There's Santa Claus is even in this movie. And then I couldn't do Spirit Cooper. That sounded stupid. Sounds better than just saying the name of the movie as your name. Spirit... Well, uh... You oh. literally said it was going to be amazing. You're like, don't worry, next next episode, my name is going to be amazing. Oh, I got I got okay, actually, let's, let's restart it. Restart the intro quick. quick I'm not restarting it. Just say your name again. Scrooge Cooper. I don't. Do you know how a joke works? What What do you, what, what would be funny? The, a joke. <laughs> you just like say random things and then your last name. Yeah. That's not a joke. I thought, I feel like you used to, I feel like at least the beginning, no. there used to be like little puns. Um, maybe in the very, very beginning. And then you just got, what happened? At some point I was Spider-Man Cooper. Yeah, that wasn't very good either. That was funny. No, that wasn't I good I think either. these are good. We gotta, go, we gotta, we gotta, let's just get through this, man. Come on. Yeah, so today we're gonna be discussing a movie that most of you actually have seen. And So everyone, don't have to worry about spoilers there. I heard everyone but you, loves it. But if you haven't seen it, it's a great, uh, uh, great that you're listening to this podcast as we go into the Christmas season. Woo! We're already in the Christmas season, but Christmas, you know what I mean. Let's get Christmas spirited. We are, yes, we are going to be reviewing the movie Spirited, which yep. uh, was at theaters. I don't even know. I think it actually might be out of theaters before Christmas even got here. It was, out of, it was in theaters? Yeah. I wanted to go see it. I didn't know that. Um, but it is on Apple Plus. So if you have Apple Plus, Apple or if TV. you have somebody that you- it's called Apple TV. Oh, it's called Apple Plus? Nope, that's Disney. Was is there not a plus sign next to it? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No. Well, you're right. Apple TV. So look, one of the few services that we never talk about. Yeah. We're always sitting here plugging Disney Plus on accident. So it's on Apple TV, and uh, you can watch it whenever you like. Yeah. It's got Ryan Reynolds, and it's got Will Ferrell. Yep's, and, and along with some other people, there's some other folks in there. Viola Davis, and then some other people whose names I can't remember. <laughs> Tracy Lawrence is in it, but you don't ever see him. So, okay. Spirited, this has been a hugely popular movie. Everybody's been gushing about it all over the Sochmeads. And also all over the uh, theater community where we live. Yes, and um, I it got okay reviews. It didn't get like the worst reviews at all. I think it sits like a 65 on Meta, something like that. Really? Um, but everybody said kind of like what I was saying in last week's episode, or up the upcoming week's episode, depending on when they air... And our discussion of Avatar, 
uh, what a lot of people said, even the people that gave it a bad review, is that it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like a puppy that's so desperate for love. They actually use the analogy of a puppy just oh. without the kissing. Yes, that was horrible. Um, but like a, a a puppy that's just so desperate for you to love it and whatever that you can't be that mad when it pees on the carpet a couple of times. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it does have a lot of just we're gonna get together and put on a show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a like a lot of it, it has a, it has a weird kind of community theater vibe to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just with a lot of money. Yeah, you know, if uh, theater kids were rich. Yes, exactly. So they didn't have to go through all the Broadway things of like making sure that they had a tight plot or a coherent message. Okay. Um, the songs are fun while you're listening to them, but I just watched the movie last night and I couldn't hum you a single one of them. That's the view from here. Yep, there you go. I mean, you got the lyrics right, but I don't think that's how the that's, song goes. That's exactly what it goes. <laughs> I think I nailed it. Um, from here. That's how it goes. So look, this is a silly movie. It's a fun take on a Christmas carol. Um, Solomon and I just did a weekend run of a Christmas carol uh, with the Brazos Theater, so it's fresh on our mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I love A Christmas Carol. There is almost no adaptation of it that I don't like. I watch almost every single one when they come out. Muppets, Disney with Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, Disney Scrooge McDuck, Disney with Jim Carrey. Was that Disney that did the Jim Carrey one? That was, mm-hmm. by the way, that was the first movie that you cried in <laughs> of fear. Really? Yeah, so you know uh, how the ghost of Christmas Future, he's a big skeleton that always points at things. Ghost of Christmas yet to come, you mean? Yes, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's a big skeleton guy, like the Grim Reaper, basically. And he always points his bony finger. Mm-hmm. So um, we saw this movie in 3D, and I think that you were four, four, you were old enough to where you could wear the 3D glasses, right? And you thought it was really neat most of the time, you know, all this, the 3D snow. And it was Robert Zemeckis who did it, who also was trying to pioneer 3D technology, but in CGI. Ooh. So... We had a, I wouldn't say avatar level of CG, of 3D, but it was a very good, 3D. fun 3D experience, yeah. And we saw it in Los Angeles, I believe, oh. at one of the huge IMAX screens. Maybe that was How to Train Your Dragon. Either way, whatever. The point That's is- Very different things. We saw it at, well, they're both computer animated movies. Okay. I know, but it's just still. Anyway, we saw it at one of the huge theaters in California, and it was in 3D. It was immaculate. Long story short, we get to the part where Ghost of- Christmas yet to come, he, he he like reaches his finger out, and when he goes to point it at Ebenezer, the finger comes out in the audience, and it looks like it's like right in your face, and you screamed so loud and ripped the glasses off your face and then hid under the seat. That's really funny. Yeah, you freaked out. I didn't like it. All right, Dad, would you like it if a big skeleton pointed in your face? I loved it actually. Okay, in real life. Yes, in real life, I would love it even more. Okay, okay. So uh, let's get back to this movie. It's why don't you? And this actually, boy, will this not be easy fun for you to give a plot synopsis of because this movie is all over the place and what it does with the Christmas Carol. But why don't you try and give us a general tw- idea of what the a tour? Yeah, of what the premise of the movie is. Maybe you can ask for a synopsis of the plot. What what's the little twist that they're putting on the Christmas Carol here? Also, I remember. Sorry, I remember one of the songs and the Good Afternoon song. I can sing that to you. Um, well, you can sing us out with it. Basically, Ghost of Christmas Present 
All the ghosts have a big place. <laughs> all the ghosts have a big place. <laughs> they are like a uh, like a company almost, like a like a like a, it's a it's a business. It's not. I want to be very clear about this. This is actually not that unique. They just put they took something that they've been doing with Santa Claus for years and just applied it to the ghosts of from the Christmas Carol. So just for what Solomon's saying. Just imagine exactly how they did Santa Claus's workshop in all the Santa Claus movies, right? Where it's a giant production and they work like a factory or like they did in that other animated movie. What was the one with the Santa Claus kid? His older brother's supposed to take over, but then he takes over and him and his grandpa, blah, 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 blah. I have no idea. Oh my God, you've seen it. It's an animated movie, CGI animated movie. It's called like Tim Christmas or something. Okay. His dad's going to retire. His brother wants to make it more like Amazon. He wants to keep the spirit of Christmas, but he's not very good at it. Then him and his really old grandpa team up to go help save his brother. His Dude. brother, instead of having a sleigh, builds like a spaceship that's going to go deliver all the presents. Bro, I have no idea what You're, it is. I'm actually getting irate that you can't think about the movie. I just gave you every detail that you needed to know. <laughs> you should know what it all is. All right, you keep telling the movie. But anyway, it's the exact same concept of all of these movies have been doing about showing Santa Claus's workshop as more... Like an industry, and not like, and then and they just applied it to the ghosts, the spirits of the Christmas Carol. So anyway, go ahead. So yeah, basically, they find a person who they're gonna who they're gonna haunt. Is what they do. Is that they haunt these people? But right. But Ghost of Christmas Present doesn't want to haunt this person. He finds Ryan Reynolds, who's basically like an advertiser, who who does a bunch of scummy things to make sure whoever his client is wins whatever he, it needs to win, whether it's like a, a senator or it's Christmas. This dreams. is not the, this is, this is getting into the plot though. I want to describe what the twist is they're doing on the Christmas Carol only. We'll get into the plot. Don't worry who Ryan Reynolds character is. So, um, I then I don't know. Basically. Okay. Ghost of Christmas present. Has to, is trying to haunt Ryan Reynolds, but he is he's trying to run away from the haunting, and then he's basically Christmas presenting, or he's trying to he's basically Ryan Reynolds is haunting. This Will is so Ferrell. bad. This is worse than much worse than I thought it was going to be. I know you made it. You put rules on it, and now it's harder. By the way, it's Arthur Christmas, and you've seen I it a hundred. No idea what that is. You've seen it a hundred times. To God, on my life, you own I, it. You own it first I, of all, I, and you've seen it a million times. I don't even know what it is. You've seen it a bazillion I've times. I've never seen it once. This is so annoying. I don't even know what it is. That didn't help. Arthur Christmas. Okay, look at the look at all the designs. Look at the old man Santa Claus on the far right, like crazy. Yes, and I have not seen that movie. You are so wrong. We saw it at the movie theater, and we own it. Okay. I, if you can find me the DVD when we get home, or the Blu-ray. I'm sure I threw it away by now. Exactly, because we don't never had it, and you're lying. So, basically... I'm going to yeah. make your, you do a phone a friend in the middle of this podcast and call your mom. Ryan Reynolds is basically reverse haunting the ghosts. Yes. And is trying to teach him that he's what his philosophy is. So yeah, that's what happens. That's the twist. That's the philosophy. That's the, that's the difference. Yeah. So yeah, the biggest twist is that essentially, well, Ryan Williams not really trying to help him. He's just kind of a con get, man. Yeah, he's trying to get out of what. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't want to have to like face his demons. Um, and then uh, an even bigger twist that comes about halfway through the movie is that um, that the Ghost of Christmas Present is used to be Ebenezer Scrooge, mm. and then after he died, he becomes the Ghost of Christmas Present himself and now he helps people yeah um so look 
like Solomon was saying, Ryan Reynolds is basically a PR guy, right? Who helps do negative spin. His whole thing is focused on creating hate and fear. Yeah. Because make, he believes that's the most powerful. Make sure they love you, but yeah. make sure they love their enemy less. Yes. Ryan Reynolds is always fun to watch. Obviously, Will Ferrell is. The songs I, I are jaunty and bouncy. Ryan Reynolds actually is a really like pretty great actor, in my opinion. I mean, this like, movie wouldn't really say it's the big showcase of that. But I don't know. I felt like it was because I always used to see It's a showcase of him being charming. He's just charming his way through the movie. I'm so used to him being like like Deadpool and um, like that free guy, like always really funny and whatever. This felt more acty. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. I didn't feel like this felt more acty. But I felt like it was. I don't right? know what acty is. I, I, look, I saw what I saw and I liked it. How acty would you say like a... Uh, Sir Ian McKellen is. Do you think he's super acty? On a scale of one to ten, I'd say he's like a ten out of ten. Acty in a scale. <laughs> and, and now, now a word, word from, from our, our sponsors. sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh uh, well, we let's. I'm gonna dive in. So, again, this is a hard movie to not at least like, but I do have some huge issues with this movie. I don't know if you're gonna agree with them or not. We've talked about some of them before. Let's just go ahead and get the elephant. You know, that big fat out of the elephant. Way. It, that is, this is a musical that is led by two people who can't really sing that good. They're 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 not. Well, Will Ferrell may be actively not good, but he doesn't have any, any range. It, I would say with Ryan Reynolds, it's more that he's just not that strong of a singer. He's not bad. It's not embarrassing. But um, his very like very Ryan Reynolds-y voice is the same whenever he's singing. So he has like this very kind of 
thin, high pitched voice. He's a tenor. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't really fit the kind of songs that he's singing. I don't know how it's hard Dude, to explain. He just sounded I like really, he just sounded like Kermit the Frog. I really he doesn't sound like Kermit the Frog ever. Stop saying that. He he's, sounds so much like Kermit the Frog that if you close your eyes, you can imagine it being Kermit the Frog doing an impersonation of singing like a regular person. I I want to just destroy you right now. Yeah. I just feel like you're being such a hypocrite. You know what? How am I being a hypocrite? You're saying, oh, they're not very strong singers, Dad. You sing hurts me physically, Dad. I'm not a professional singer, nor have I ever claimed to be, and I'm not leading a huge blockbuster movie that's playing at the movie theater. Man, you want to be? You want to go sing in front of millions of people in America at movie theater screens? Then you can prepare to be criticized. And I'm sorry, they're not very strong singers. They're not horrible singers. I didn't say they were horrible singers. They're not that. Okay, you're saying they're not very strong. Say the real words. Are they bad? Are they okay? Or are they good? I'd say Ryan Reynolds is fine. And um, Will Ferrell isn't good. Wow. Wow. He again. They have. They have. They. They. They were able to polish off some of the rougher parts of his voice. I look. I've seen him in a bunch of music. I've seen him in another musical. Not a bunch. I've seen him in uh, Elf. Eurovision. Elf. Um. Is he sing songs in that? I don't, I don't know. I, don't I think he sings maybe once. So I've seen him sing before, and like that's kind of part of his charm is that he's not that good at singing. Part but, of his charm. But he, he he's confident, so he sings loudly. And that's helpful. And but his his range is just so limited. There's just so little they can do with him okay and then yeah ryan reynolds is fine he also doesn't have a ton of range uh, but he can like hit the he can hit the notes for the most parts that are asked of him oh, but he has a really thin reedy voice trust me they're not none of them are as bad as like pierce brosnan in mamma mia or hugh jackman in les mis i mean these are all there's a long history of non singers thinking they can sing good enough to do a musical and sometimes the acting c- compensates for it, and that's fine. And then in this case, I think it absolutely does. It's very charming. But I think that we just do get out of the way. This is a musical led by two non-classically trained singers. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is really good. Is would you consider? Do you think he's gonna be running, doing a leading a Broadway show anytime soon? Possible. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Do you think he's gonna be leading a Broadway musical sometime soon? Isn't Hugh Jackman and then doing one? Hugh Jackman is a trained singer and dancer. You said he was not very good in Les Mis. No. Oh, sir, did I say Hugh Jackman? Yes. I apologize, Hugh Jackman. Did not mean you. I actually meant the guy. Who's that guy who everybody kept saying I looked like whenever I was younger? Oh, my God. That I'm, sounds like something I would know. You, Someone that you you looked like when, when you I were was, younger. You were, you were around. It wasn't like you. Um, I cannot think. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe singing in Les Mis. Sorry, sorry, Hugh Jackman. And just this Hugh Jackman also. So who are you? I don't feel like you have no credibility. I've said Hugh Jackman and I meant Russell Crowe. Okay, all right. I don't know how it makes me have not have any credibility. Just said Hugh Jackman was a horrible singer. All I know is that you just said that Ryan Reynolds is going to be leading a Broadway musical anytime soon because that's how good of a singer he is and you're an imbecile. It's definitely a possibility. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, honestly, in this day and age, you're probably right. <laughs> what do you mean? But it won't be because of his skills. Um. Anyway... Let's go. Like, what, what? What did you think about this movie? You know what I mean. Like, it's I a silly it, movie. It's remixing Christmas Carol. What, what did you think? I had a fun, a, a really fun time. Honestly, mm-hmm. I had a fun time. Music. I probably listen to the music on Spotify maybe re- soon when I'm playing a video game, relaxing to it. Like, really fun, poppy little songs. 
And um, also, I think it's really funny how much they talk about how hot Ryan Reynolds is because that's what everyone does. Everyone talks about how hot Ryan Reynolds is. Um, <laughs> Dad, why are you rolling your eyes? It's just, it's just kind of cringy that a movie that he obviously like helped produce and whatever. It's all well, like, oh, yeah. He didn't produce it. Will Ferrell did. Let's have him on. I think a really funny joke would be how hot I am the whole time. Yeah, it was really funny. Ghosts of Christmas Past. They get, a, they get go into the hay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a family Christmas podcast. <laughs> family Christmas podcast. That's why I made it very family. Is what I said. Um, but yeah, just a good, fun, fun time. Ghosts of Christmas Present. Like falling in love. It's just a really cute story, and it's got some. It it it, it did a good job at what it is. A fun Christmas musical. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it does a good job of being that. I think it, I think that it would have been, it would have moved up into, I don't know if it would have ever moved up into classic territory, but it would have moved up into one that I want to watch, make sure I watch every year, if the movie was not just trying to be a little bit overly clever. Like, it also is kind of, it dated itself what pretty do you, quickly. What do you mean? It talked about like Gen Z and like, okay, Boomer and whatever and all kind of like, like you couldn't watch that in fifty years. Yeah, and it's all a lot of TikTok and Twitter references. Yeah, so it was quite dated, anyways. Yeah, and it's I think it's directed by the guy who did like Daddy's Home or something. Like it's not a, mm-hmm. this is this guy's not a what? Sorry, I thought that was really funny. Why have you seen that movie? Uh, not in a long time. Not since I was in daycare. You watched Daddy's Home in daycare. No, you didn't. That's a movie for adults. I watched something like that. Did you watch Daddy Daycare? Maybe. That actually might have been it, honestly. I think it's called Daddy's Home. Pretty sure that's what it is. It's the one with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, maybe I didn't watch that then. You've seen it, but you didn't see it at Daycare. No, I watched Daddy Daddy Daycare then. Um, so the, the guy's not like a particularly accomplished director, which I appreciated for the musical scenes because it meant that he staged them in a pretty simple way where it was basically just like watching a musical on a stage. That was really cool. They had a lot of like really big, fun things, like a bunch of flashlight choreo- choreography. But it all felt very much like you were watching a stage musical, not like you were watching a movie musical. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah I, I like that. I didn't have a problem with that either. It was fine. I actually, like I said, I like that. And I like the fact that the director's, let's say, lack of experience in this milieu maybe helped us out a little bit but where it didn't help us out is that this movie has an incredibly in my opinion in my opinion being hardcore facts and i'm not actually going to say in my opinion this movie has an incredibly messy and muddled middle oh like 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 plot wise or just in general plot wise messaging message wise I think that it gets way too over clever once they decide to introduce. There's, there was no reason to introduce the idea that the Ghost of Christmas Present was Ebenezer Scrooge. There actually was no reason to introduce it at all. Uh, but it was fun because he's. But it was fun. But then it, ma- but it, then it made the whole. Yeah, exactly. Then it made the whole message more confusing because then he was like saying that. He was an unredeemable person, but then he got redeemed. But now he's afraid that what if he goes back to Earth and he turns back into being unredeemable again after doing after two hundred years of doing good? I think the message was really confusing, but I feel like the plot made a lot of sense to me. I'm not saying you couldn't put you if, if it's like a dot to dot, right? 
you could make it to where you go from one to two and two to three and all the dots line up together, right? doesn't mean that at the end of the day you have something very muddled and messy. I, this is a Christmas movie for families. It should have had a very clear, clean... You don't take something as classic and clean as the Christmas Carol and then think you're going to do a twist on it and then actually make it more convoluted and and messed up and messy. It just... At the, by the end of it, I was just like, I wish they would have just done a Christmas Carol then, just to do another riff on a Christmas Carol. You guys didn't add anything to it at all, story plot wise. Like you're saying, I understood the plot. Yeah, I understood the plot. Yeah, sure, I understood the plot and, too. And I feel like it was a dot to dot. I felt like it looked like an elephant at the end of it. I feel like I saw a big giraffe or whatever I was trying to create with the dots. You, but you don't think that it, the plot was muddled and messy. Run us through the middle of the plot of the movie, then. What? Run us through the middle of this movie. Well, well, no, I'm. You know, I'm not good at plot synopses. There's not a plot synopsis. Just run us through this this very clean, clear cut, not messy, not muddled plot. Just run us through the middle part of this movie. Okay. Basically, he's finally Ryan Reynolds starts to face his fears. Oh shoot. I just don't know where the middle and the end is. Exactly. The beginning is. Mm-hmm. That's a. That's not a. That's not because of the. It, that, that's not because it's a muddle. That's just how. Dude, the middle plot of this movie goes from Ryan Reynolds refusing to face his fears and basically being a pain in the ass to to go to Christmas present, mm-hmm. to him just running through different things. Then he gets somehow he gets into their offices and there's a whole thing about that. And then also they're trying to make the Ghost of Christmas Present retire if he doesn't like follow these rules. And then we find out. That he goes going to go completely off script so that he can go show Ryan Reynolds that he was really Ebenezer Scrooge back in time. Because he was unredeemable and they're both unredeemable. And that shows that maybe if he understood that even an unredeemable can get redeemed because he had to show them that. Otherwise, because he fell into the... Except, the, hang on, except for then we find out that the Ghost of Christmas Present is now feeling like maybe he isn't redeemable at all. But for no reason that has anything to do with Ryan Reynolds, he just has always felt like maybe he's not really redeemable and he didn't never get redeemed. So now Ryan Reynolds is trying to convince him that he should be redeemed while not being redeemed himself and not, not making any changes to his but life. That helps him get redeemed. It is the most overly complicated, so thinks it's clever plot. I actually just got re-irate thinking about how annoyed, annoyed I was I'm going to watch this movie it. tomorrow. I'm going to watch it today. I'm going to watch it every day because I love it so much. And I'm going to do another podcast on it by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about how much I love this movie. Anyway, look, I had a great time. I had a fun time watching the movie. It did start getting really irritating when you couldn't figure out what the message was supposed to be. And then how much they kept adding little twists and turns that didn't need to be there. But I will say my score is not going to reflect this, but I did have a really good time watching it. I was really glad I watched it. Certainly if somebody turned it on, I'll sit there and I'll enjoy my way through the songs. It's a little bit too long, though. It's over two hours. I from, it didn't for, feel for, long. It for a movie great. like that. Um, but we are, we're over time now. Uh, we wanted to keep this short so you get back to your family and those that are, are important to you this holiday season. Oh, boy. So I'm going to give this movie a five. Wow. Five unwrapped Christmas presents. I'm going to give... Out of it. 10, not out of 5. Oh, dang. I was excited. You thought I was giving you a 5 out of 5? No, I genuinely... Yeah, 5 out of 10. Um, I'm going to give this, like, 83... Out of 200? Out of 200? No. I'm going to give it 83 out of 100. Um... 
Unredeemable packages. Hey, 83 is a great number for this movie. You're talking about how many unnecessary plot lines there were. And we're out. I got the last so word. Mean. And we're out. <laughs> Thanks. Not, until next time. We're not out. And we're out. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.